Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Hello and welcome to the Greenlight On Premier Racing Podcast as we head towards the Meadows Saturday, May 28, bouncing back after a terrific night of racing at uh, Sandown Park. How good was the match racing? Wow, she's fast. Just uh, adds a little bit more to what is a, a pretty good resume. And we spoke last episode about the potential of a wow, she's fast, she's a pearl clash. And it's just building and building as time goes on as they continue to just put together incredible resumes. No two ways about that. Run of the week. Well, straight off the top, we're going to tuck in now to run of the week from last week. And if this was not a statement run, I'm not sure exactly what is. It was Amron Boy had the red and absolutely smashed them. Racing Amron Boy on the inside out very fast to go through and he's settling down over Carrion Angel Little Tiger followed by Zara's Ivan as they turn to the back straight Amron Boy the leader went to the back straight about five six out in front Little Tiger was second third is Carrion Angel about five lengths further back then decimate followed by Shimmer Jake and right out of proceedings there would have been Zara's Ivan as they come up the back straight Amron Boy the leader blazing a trail about five or six clear Little Tiger followed by Carrion Angel then came decimate up the home running Amron Boy is an easy winner about six lengths. Riddle Tiger second, third, carry an angel gap to decimate, followed by Rio Bonnie. Really, really smart win then from Amron Boy, of course. The Greyhound who burst onto the scene early days, but he went 5'10 to the first mark, 1761. If he can show that mid-race turn of pace week in, week out, and begin like he did uh, from box number one, and if you have a look at the head-on replay, he wanted to get to the inside. So there's no doubt box one's his go. But he was absolutely sensational at the top of his game uh, last Saturday night. Amron Boy as the run of the week. Saturday's preview. We get straight in now to Saturday night's preview. The Meadows 12 on the card. A wonderful night of Greyhound Racing for the MGRA. And we're going to kick off with race one at 627. Uh, 600 metres, mix six and seven. Not the easiest race to uh, to kick start with. I, I'm probably leaning to number eight, but with a, a very small amount of confidence. There's not a, a great amount of speed in the race, so finding the lead could be the key. And I think Rothwell Elzinger might just have enough pace to come across and, and be right up challenging the front from box number eight. So we'll go race one with number eight. Race two, well, we heard from Corey Smith. We'll chat to Corey shortly, getting his best bet and punters club. Uh, but Jarvi, uh, this greyhound's the, the dog that they were going to label the, what was it, a picnic table after, I think it was. Uh, he just hasn't been able to crack that $100,000 in prize money. He's drawing closer. He gets the red here. Uh, he is a big player. However, Fabriol de Duran and Corborn Roses look to be really, really big dangers. We'll chat to Team Sullivan a bit later on as well, and they prepare Eureka Icon in this race from box number five. I'll go with Jarvi, but he probably does need to just elevate his form from the last week or two, and if he can do that, he'll be hard to beat. Race number three. Now, I'm going with number two here, Orson Emmy. Just brilliant last time out with a drop in distance back to 500 at Bendigo. 
uh, I think was the most impressive of the Heat winners, has drawn well near the inside, uh, coming off a staying campaign where she probably just didn't run out the 700. So if she can sprint like she did at Bendigo, very, very hard to beat here. Race four, we're going with seven, Fernando's Quest to cross and lead all of the way. Race number five, I think seven not happening, is going to get a nice run from the draw, uh, probably down a little bit in class uh, from his best form and therefore should be pretty hard to beat number seven. Race six, I'm with one each way, Zambora Ritchie. Uh, just no luck the last couple of runs, but three starts ago, very, very good placing behind Aston Tango at Sandown Park. Not overly confident, but I think at, at an each way price, looks a, a genuine contender here. Race number seven. Now, this is a grade five over the 600 metres. We spoke to Robbie Bean a couple of weeks ago uh, in regards to Got the Talk. He had no luck on that occasion uh, at the Meadows from box four. He's clearly better drawn in one. I just think the race might be made by Aston Lavinia. Uh, she's got the speed seemingly to cross the red, and if she can find the top, I think she's going to be pretty hard to beat. So each way, number two, Aston Lavinia. Race number eight, again, it's a, it's a tough race. A little bit like Thursday night, uh, looking at the program initially, you think there's plenty of value. So I'm going to go with two here. I thought Shimmer Jake, Carry On Angel were the main two. I just think Shimmer Jake's drawn nicely down to the inside. Began a lot better two weeks in a row early May, and, and I think that's the key to his chances here. Now, race number nine, uh, half keen here on number two, and that's Gypsy Vista. Form is all over the place, but I think draws nicely down near the inside. Uh, and I'm tipping the red to lead the race fairly easily in a blue. So if the red does lead and Gypsy Vista can just trail up, I think an each way best better than night here, number two, Gypsy Vista. We'll need to improve a little bit on form, but I just think drawn better uh, should enjoy the nice trail early. Race number 10. Uh, how many times can I tip Radek Bale without him winning? That's the, that's the big question. Again, found trouble last week. So guess what? I'll go against him. Uh, we'll go with number three, Kutcher's Rustley, who's just got speed. Good run at Terrelgan last time behind Got the Talk. The more I think about it, I just can't keep going. Radek Bailey hasn't won for so long, so I had marked him, but I'll jump off. Uh, again, we'll speak with Marion Sullivan, who prepares Rio Baskin in that race. The last two races of the night, I'm going with number one, Elson Dore, to win race 11. And race number 12, I think number two, Raf City's drawn nicely down to the inside. One of two in the race for trainer Alice Pete. Hunters Punting Club Yeah, it's that time of the podcast now, Punters Punting Club and, and I'm going to go with that each way best bet that I mentioned uh, Race 9, number 2, Gypsy Vista Not overly confident the Greyhound's going to win but I think it's just going to run a big race So I'll go, uh, let's say $15 a win $35 a place, Race 9, number 2 as, as my Punters Punting Club for the week Well, once again... I've uh, got Smithy to record a, a nice little chat about uh, his punters punting club and his best bet. So, Smithy, what are you doing, mate, this week, and who's your best bet? Jimmy boy, Jimmy boy. I'll tell you what, the listeners that have been calling for me to come back in a full-time basis to the Greenlight On Premier Racing podcast, shout out to mum and dad. I'll be back next week with my full set of tips, but... Just in the meantime, I'll be cheering on in race two, Jarvi, to finally crack that $100,000 barrier. I think he can box one. That's where he wants to be, and we'll finally be able to buy that Jarvi picnic table, I think, for connections there. <laughs> but-
but my best bet of the night, race seven, number two, Aston Lavinia. I'm going to jump on your bandwagon here, Jimmy. I am going to go 25 each way. I think uh, I think we'll get a decent enough place price. I think we can lead. Hopefully, we can hold on and win 600 metres. That's Aston Lavinia's go. She's been super last week. Was great at Sandown over the 700, but I think 600's a go at the Meadows. Aston Lavinia, 25 each way. Jimmy Boy for the Punters Punting Club. This segment with the greatest jingle that there is. Yeah, lovely, Corey. Lovely work, mate. Well, uh, again, I, look, I'm to blame for these recordings because I haven't been uh, well enough organised and, and kept Corey in the loop and been able to do the recording of the podcast when it suits all parties. And, putters, I'm on holidays. Uh, this is my last gig before I, I take a nice little rest and head up north to Noosa for a few days. So I will be back to do the podcast next week. Don't worry about that. But uh, I'm going to sit back and... Uh, yeah, just, just relax, uh, maybe watch a few races and, and hopefully get our punters punting club home. So that's the excuse why uh, I've been a little bit lacklustre in the last week or two, I think it's fair to say. But Smithy, he'll be back next week. Inside Info. And now it's Inside Info time. We're going to get straight into this segment. Uh, I'm joined on the podcast by Marion Sullivan, who's got a couple of runners engaged at the Meadows on Saturday night. But before we get to that, how are you, Marion? I'm well, thank you. Uh, you've been involved in Greyhound Racing for, for quite some time, a little bit longer than me without giving your age away. But uh, you've had plenty of success <laughs> over the journey, Marion. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and where, where, whereabouts and how you got involved in, in Greyhound Racing to start off with? Um, well, geez, I have to be 20, nearly 20 years ago, but, um, you weren't meant to give your age away. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> funny, funny boy. Um, I, I, I was, uh, had a boarding kennel and Bargo in New South Wales and, um, I had a bit of a failed marriage and met Bob and he'd always been involved with greyhounds. His family was involved in greyhounds uh, up in Greeter many years ago, and then he lived in Camden and that. Um, and he he bought my daughters uh, a greyhound, and that's how it all started. And then uh, we were offered a couple of brood bitches, and we started breeding and um, and racing. So basically, that was like fifteen. 15 years ago that we started breeding. And and then uh, when Mike Baird brought the ban in, um, Bob said, if you want to race dogs, you better move to Victoria. So um, Bob and I moved down here. My daughter's still up in New South Wales. And so, yeah, we've had, we had a fair amount of success in uh, New South Wales. And, yeah, we have the ups and downs and we've had some winners and placings. Um, it's just we've just got to learn to travel a bit more down here than we did in New South Wales because we're in a fairly central position. And the the name Icon, whereabouts did that come from? Well, when we had our first um, couple of litters, we we sort of called them whatever, and and we thought, well, we might come up with a a, um, a suffix or a, or a, as they call it. And I thought and thought and thought, oh, we come up with Icon because it was short. And uh, so that's where it all started. And um, I think fan, Phantom Icon, Cool Icon, Classy Icon, um, that was a, a, 
one of our first good litters in that name. You had some great success in Sydney. Uh, I've seen some of the photos as well of, of the success you've had up there. You won, I think, a, a double at Weddy Park one night. You also won, was it the Cannonball up in uh, up in New South Wales at Richmond? Yeah, yeah, good old Phantom Icon. He was a really good dog. He was a real super dog. He just... A uh, couple of injuries stopped him. He won the um, 2011 Cannonball, uh, beat the favourite, uh, and then he went in to Wentworth Park and won a free-for-all over the 520. And uh, we did have um, a double with Zola and Luzaka, and we had a double with Luzaka and Monaco at Wentworth Park over the 500 and 700s. Um, yeah, he was a super dog. And you mentioned just then Lazaka Icon, probably a perfect segue into the first of your runners going around uh, at the Meadows Saturday, Eureka Icon being a son of Dinatron and Lazaka Icon. Box five's going to make it going to make it challenging, but uh, he's he's a he's a consistent old dog. He's won thirteen of a hundred and eight, but he's been placed a further thirty five times, so he's never too far away. One thing with him, he tries. He might not be a superstar, but he always tries his best. And box five doesn't bother me because he likes it there. What about race 10? Rio Baskin, drawn box number eight. I, I had a look at him and I thought maybe he's better drawn near the inside. Then I went back through his stats and he's only won one mm. from box one and he's had, uh, or she's had, sorry, she's had six of her uh, career wins from either box seven or eight. Well, uh, so yeah, what do you well, make of the she draw? Likes it, she likes the wide. Yeah. She likes it wide. Look, the centre, she likes the centre of the track too. Um, she's just got a... She's been unlucky because she's had box four a few times and the seven or eight have crossed over and she's been, like, squashed at the turn and then she tries to make a run and last time she just got held up right when she was going to make a run. So it's a matter of just a, a matter of luck crossing around that turn. If she can get a free run around the back, yeah, she'll try. Well, she that's, does try. That's half the battle. Out of the two, who would you rate as the best of the chances? Rio Baskin, I'd say. Yep. As long as she gets the clear run. Yeah. And and, and we're hoping her mother finally has another litter. <laughs> Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, she won 34 races. Yeah, she was a speedster. And between yeah, so. you and Bobby, what would be the, the one race you guys would love to uh, to take home? Is it a Melbourne Cup, a million-dollar chase? What's the, what's the one race as a team you'd love to win? I'd love to breed the winner of a Melbourne Cup. You know, we'd, we've got a lot of pups at the moment. We'd, we keep trying, and um, just to breed a dog that could win one of the, the big races would just be an absolute fantastic for us. You know, whether we owned it or, or it's someone bought it, like we'd love to sell a dog that would be – like Pirate Pete. We sold Pirate Pete, and then he was – that's Eureka's brother, and um, he, he was a, a good dog. You know, it just unfortunately he, he had an in, got an injury. So, yeah. So the, the, to breed a, a dog that does very well, we're so happy. Mm. You obviously show plenty of pride as well to to be you know willing to I guess breed and 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 be happy breeding a Melbourne Cup winner for somebody else to enjoy that success with you. So, Marion, we we wish you well moving forward. Good luck, firstly on Saturday night, and good luck breeding. I reckon, I reckon you're more likely to breed a Sandown Cup winner than a Melbourne Cup winner. You, you throw a lot of strength into your line of late. So, so good luck moving forward. We've just got to get the, the, the two ends right. Yes, we're all trying. Fast beginner, <laughs> fast beginner and, uh, and the very strong end.
It's fabulous to get to know Marion Sullivan. She prepares a, a nice team of chasers with her partner Bobby up there in uh, in Shepparton, and and no doubt they'll uh, they'll have plenty of success moving forward. And I know uh, she's bred a couple of nice litters, so fingers crossed they can uh, can get that Melbourne Cup. And and as I said, there's a there's a bit of strength in their line as well. So Serengeti icon to Aston DB there on the young pups coming through. So exciting times for them, exciting times for the punters out there. I'm sure we've got plenty of winners for the program at the Meadows, as I like to sign off with. Good luck, happy putting. I'm off on holiday. See you next time.